Good evening, folks. It's good to come to God's Word again, and uh, we're going to continue where we left off after the Beatitudes, and we felt that uh, the Beatitudes are the foundation for this incredible teaching of Jesus that follows through in what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And um, over the next uh, few weeks in the evening services, we're going to continue looking at each little portion. And for the first couple of weeks, we're going to do it a little bit differently. As I said last week, that um, I'm going to bring a brief exposition of the text. And then shortly after that, we're going to break into small groups. So please don't be surprised if things change a little bit later on in my message tonight. And, uh, and then we're going to draw in, in the small groups some practical application. And I want to encourage you right now up front, don't be intimidated by the small groups. Don't feel that you have to say something or that you need to feel uncomfortable in any way. It's not, that's not the purpose. We want to just encourage you to take the text and for us to draw some really real practical application by just using answering some questions as a guide a little bit later on. But won't you turn with me this evening in Matthew chapter 5 and reading again from verse 13 to 16, the salt and light, as Jesus continues this incredible teaching. If you remember the Beatitudes, blessed are those who have these kind of heart attitudes and all sorts of blessings and rewards are for those who would do the things that the Lord Jesus Christ has been instructing us to do in the Beatitudes. It's been an amazing journey as we've walked through the Beatitudes. But now immediately after that, and immediately after the little section where Jesus tells us to be rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven if you're persecuted for righteousness' sake. And then he comes and he says this, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in their house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let's pray as we come here to the Word tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for the teachings of Jesus. Thank you that we can sit at the feet of the Master once again tonight. We can come to this text that we know so well. But Lord, even as we come to this well-known text today, may it be fresh as if it's the first time we've heard it. May you work by your Spirit into our lives and just remind us of your desire for your people, your desire for your people in the world, particularly in this day and hour in which you have called us to. And so we commit this spiritual meal to you and just pray that you add your blessing uh, to our time together tonight. We pray this in your name. Amen. Jesus, on the basis of the Beatitudes, brings this teaching as to how the Christian is to react in, in the world. It's very interesting that when you look at it, there's two aspects. 
Firstly, the, the first aspect that we notice from the salt and the light here, firstly, is how different we are to be in the world. Salt is different, and it makes a difference because it is different to whatever you put the salt on. If you put salt in a meal, it's, it's different. That's what makes it work its thing. Light is different to darkness. When you come into a dark room and you put the light on, it makes a difference because it is so different from darkness. The second thing we notice is it's so important that we get is the closeness that salt and light need to be in the world. Salt needs to be close to something that needs it. Light needs to be close to the darkness so that it can be effective in what it does. It's no good if the, dark, if the light is hidden away from any darkness. It will not, not make a difference. And so as we come here today... We need to understand those things in terms of what Jesus is teaching. Two very different things, so different from the world, so different from the opposites. Yet, they need to be close to those opposites. And it's no good if we have the salt in the, in the salt shaker. And the salt shaker is never turned upside down, never shaken out. It's no good if it stays inside there. It's got to be taken out and shaken out onto your plate of food to make a difference. Same thing, we've got to put the light on for it to make a difference. It's very interesting when we look at this text here in verse 13 and verse 14. And they're both open the same way. Jesus says, you, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And every time I read this text, and every time I study this portion of Scripture, it strikes me again and again and again that God is saying to His church, Jesus is saying to His disciples and saying to His church in this time and hour, you are the salt. Nobody else is going to be the salt of the world. Nobody else is going to do this task. I've called you to. This is your purpose. You are to be the salt of the earth. You are to be the light of the world as you reflect the ultimate light of the world, whom is Jesus. You are. And for us, as we consider and we unpack these verses in our groups in a few moments, to be reminded of the fact that we are. Nobody else, we are. I remember as a young man growing up and a friend of mine who was going to a different church but uh, was a believer and spoken about uh, reaching out to, to people who didn't know Jesus. And I remember this young, young man, Alan, was, was my friend. And he said, you've, you've got to be called. You've got to be called to share the gospel. And uh, in those moments, I realized that he didn't understand what the gospel was about, is that we are all to make a difference. As you go into the world, make disciples. And as Jesus says here, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're a young person in school, young people here tonight. God is calling you to be the salt of the school in which you find yourself, the salt of your classroom, the salt of your group of friends. He's called you to be a light shining in the darkness in a world that is so dark. 
Let's have a look just very briefly and just unpack the illustrations that Jesus is using. It says, you are the salt of the earth. And we think about Jesus' day, and perhaps even some modern applications of salt. What is salt used for? The first thing we think about when we think about salt, salt is a flavorant. And at the moment in the cold winter mornings, Michelle and I have some, some oats for breakfast. And you've got to add a pinch of salt to it because if you don't, it's just, it doesn't matter if you add sugar or syrup or honey or whatever. To, it just, if, if it doesn't have the salt, it's just that the flavor is not released. It's, it's bland and it's dead, isn't it? You can have a plate of food or you can have a bowl of popcorn. It's got to have salt on. Salt is a flavorant. And the reason why salt makes a difference to a plate of food is that it is different. It is powerful. If salt tasted the same as food, as just any food that we put in on, it wouldn't make a difference. But the very fact that it is different makes a difference and adds flavor to that plate of food. Isn't that a wonderful illustration that the Lord Jesus uses when he describes us as being salts? We also know that salt is a preservative. It preserves, preserves food. It saves food from going off. One of the wonderful traditions in South Africa is a, a way of preserving meat. And I don't know if you've tasted it, but something called biltong. And one of the, the primary elements in that process is, is drying out the meat. And, and salt is a major part of that process of preserving and, and causing that to be safely dried out so that you can store it and eat it later. And what an amazing, tasty delicacy. The other ways that salt is used as a preservative in foods and in other different cultures and countries. Salt, we know, is also an antiseptic. And we put salt in a wound. It's, it cleans it out, it cleanses, it kills the germs. If you, have a, if you have a sore throat, and I found that this has been working, as if you just gargle a bit of salt water on a regular basis throughout the day, it really helps to, to get rid of the germs. It's an antiseptic. It can go a long way in helping. And perhaps another use of salt and I'm not sure exactly the technically whether they would have used this in Jesus' day, but very possibly we've heard about Lydia with um, the dealer in Tyrian purple, that very expensive purple cloth. I know from the textile industry, one of the most important things is when you dye fabric and you put fabric into a big bath of dye and to make sure that it comes out all evenly colored and not patchy, salt is a crucial ingredient. It's a it's like a dispersing agent. It causes the chemistry of all those things that are floating around and all those little dye particles to have the right ionization so that it attracts evenly across the, the fabric. And so it's a dispersing agent. And maybe even the ancients may have used it in their dyeing process, like in Tyrian purple and so on, as a dispersing agent. So perhaps Jesus had some of these in mind as he used salt as an illustration. Friends, salt is powerful and it makes a difference. It makes a difference in preserving, makes a difference to taste. Jesus asks a very important question in having a look at this. 
says, you are the salt of the earth. And perhaps it's a, it's a, a warning for us. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no good. It's going to be thrown out. What a danger. What a danger if we forget that we are the salt of the earth. What a danger if we lose our effectiveness. And when salt just begins to taste like anything else, when you put it onto the food, it doesn't make a difference. And when we lose our saltiness as believers in this world, and we start to blend in with the world, we become cultural chameleons, we cease to make a difference. We cease to be salt. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. He says, if it loses its saltiness, it's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Apparently, sometimes they used to throw the salt out onto pathways just to stop the weeds growing and just keep a, an area clear. Jesus goes on and uses the second illustration here. You are the light of the world. There's a beautiful comparison between darkness and light. It's amazing how the days are starting to get longer already, just since before Christmas, the 22nd or 23rd, and compared to now, there's already a few more minutes extra. It's wonderful to have those few minutes extra, and it's going to be good to go into the summer and for us to experience the longness of the days where the light is shining compared to the darkness of the evenings at the moment. He says, you are the light of the world. And again, light is light because it shines and it makes a difference in the darkness. The opposites of darkness and lightness. And darkness, where there is light, it has to flee. It has to run away. It cannot be where there is light. If you turn on a light, darkness is gone. It's a, it's a strange thing, isn't it? But people in Jesus' day understood what it meant to put up a lamp, to have an oil lamp, and to take it into a dark room. And even a small lamp will make a difference. Even a candle in a dark evening will make a difference. It's that old Sunday school song, I'm going to let my little light shine. Do you remember that? Let it shine, let it shine. You in your small corner and I in mine, I'm going to let my little light shine. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And the light doesn't work if it's Underneath a bowl. If it's hidden away and the curtains are closed, or if the light is in the valley, Jesus uses the illustration of a city on a hill. There the lights. Remember as a young boy and we would starting to get impatient on the way home and the car would go down to a coastal city. And 45 minutes away and after spending the day obviously tired and just... Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And then we'll see the lights on the hill. And mom and dad would say to us, there we go. We're almost home. Do you see those lights? 
We're getting close by. There's a city on a hill. It was just lights outside our little town. And, and, and we knew that we were getting there. It was close by. Yes, we don't need to be impatient. We're almost there. It's a, it's a light on a hill. Jesus says, A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men. Let your light shine, that they may see your good works, your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. Isn't that a wonderful goal? This is the end goal, that God is glorified. We've been speaking about that. And the purpose of Jesus was to come and to glorify the Father. And for you and I to be reminded as well tonight that our purpose in all of this is to bring glory and honor to the Father. That they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. This is a text that we know so well, don't we? Next few minutes, I want you to break up into groups of about five, if you can do that. And it's okay to move the chairs around. We're going to have to pack them right on the sides afterwards anyway. Um, let's do that now. Can you find and just make small groups of five? And then I'm going to give you some practical questions and just facilitate just going through over the next, uh, the next 10 minutes or so. Um, 10, 15 minutes, just answering some practical questions. We're going to take this exposition and just apply it to our lives and, and learn how, what this means for us. Just, just groups of four or five, round about that, that would be great.